Well, hey, uh, we are in a, uh, a series, kind of a little short series on culture, because uh, we, um, we are LWY, and it means something to be LWY. And uh, so we, uh, last week, we had Pastor Stephen, come on, he did an incredible job talking about honor. This week, we get to talk about gratitude, and next week, we're going to talk, Pastor Chase is going to preach on generosity. And so... These are just a couple things, and we're going to continue to do these uh, every once in a while, just a, a culture night. Just what does it mean to be LWY? And just take something, take something that, that, that just is, represents us, represents who we are, and uh, just kind of go over it. So I get to talk about gratitude tonight. Anybody excited? Yeah. I was thinking about just the topic of gratitude, and because, I, I mean, I preached, uh, I mean, there's, there's a scale of topics that you can preach on. I mean, gratitude, I preach on gratitude all the way to, I preached on sex. And uh, gratitude is not like a, uh, like a sexy topic. Like, it's just like, like it's, it's not like the trendy, like, preaching topic. Like, there's some, there's some, like, cool things you could preach on. But, like, gratitude is just like, yeah, like, it's just gratitude. But, but can I just challenge you tonight? Don't overlook gratitude. Does that make sense? Cause, I mean, because there, I mean, there's, I mean, what have we preached on? We we did that Slay Giants Take Ground series, which was awesome. Come on, wasn't it awesome? And I mean, we talked on like slaying the giant of fear, gratitude, like, like th- those are like two, like slaying the giant of anger, gratitude. Like it, gratitude is just not a not a sexy topic to preach on. But um, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard that terminology of calling it sexy, but whatever. Uh. So uh, tonight I'm going to talk about gratitude. Sound good? Awesome. Cool. Well, hey, open your Bibles to, uh, what is it again? I forgot. Open your Bibles to Luke, the book of Luke. Luke is uh, one of uh, four Gospels, one of three synoptic Gospels. So synoptic just means that they're similar, they're the same, uh, and that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the synoptic Gospels. They share kind of the same story, and then John just comes in, and he just just wrecks everybody and tells a completely different story. And so, uh, but we're going to be out of the book of Luke. So open your Bibles to the book of Luke and open your journals. If you're going to take notes, note takers are, come on. I know that sounds super cheesy, but it's so true because there, there's just something about writing something down because I, I, I can't even, I, I think of uh, Sidney Stansel, your brother. He, I mean, he, he stopped coming to youth group for a while and then one night he just, I feel like I'm supposed to go open my journal and he wrote something down like so early or prior to that moment and the Lord used it so write stuff down write stuff down and uh, take notes because my sermon is just gonna be awesome I have a feeling I'm gonna be a little bit all over the place a little messy tonight uh, so don't judge me okay don't judge my journey tell your neighbor turn to your neighbor I like to say this turn to your neighbor and say don't judge my journey We're all on a journey. Can I get an amen? amen? Come on, we all look different. And can I, can I say, like, there's some of you in this room that have been Christians your whole life, and you've been coming here for a really long time, and there's some of you in this room that have literally never been to church before. Can I tell you, when you walk through those doors, playing field, even. You hear me? Playing field, even. There is no junior Christian, high elevated Christian. You guys are all the same when you walk into this building. This is family. This is LWI. So don't, don't, don't underestimate who you are and who Jesus is in you. Amen? Amen. Okay. That was just a little mini sermon. Uh, Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 11. 
I think uh, when, I, when I think about gratitude, I think there's an always, I think there's always a, an internal battle between gratitude and its opposing things. Does that make sense? I, I, think, I think there's always an internal battle of gratitude and discontentment. Just being discontent all the time. Doesn't matter what it is. You finally get that new job you wanted. Nah, just not what I thought it was going to be. And there's just always this internal battle of gratitude and discontentment or gratitude and selfishness. I'm just all about me. And you wouldn't say that vocally. You don't just wake up in the morning like, oh, man, today's going to be all about me. Right? Like, you don't say that. I just spit. Uh, uh, earlier before service, I spit right in Chase's face. It was awesome. Love you, too. We'll share saliva. No. That's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Can I rewind? Uh, but there's always an internal battle. Gratitude, discontentment. Gratitude, selfishness. Gratitude and bitterness. Whatever it is, there's this opposing thing that just wants to take gratitude from you. It just wants you to take the ability for you to be grateful. And can I tell you, there's something that unlocks in you, that God wants to unlock in you when you're grateful. That can't be, unlo that can't be unlocked any other way. And I know, I know, that, I know that doesn't... That doesn't, doesn't make sense and doesn't always feel like that, but it's so true. And, and, and to be honest, in the world that we live in, I don't know if you've had exposure to, to anywhere else in this world, but it's really easy to be grateful where we live. It really is. I mean, it's some, some people are like struggling just to get food on the table. I mean, I, I've been to Cambodia, and this was like the most incredible dinner they had, and it was bread and soup. I, I mean, and, and we're gearing up for Thanksgiving, and th I mean, our Thanksgiving's like the complete opposite. I mean, we got like four kinds of soups and 10 different kinds of breads, and, and it's really easy to be grateful in the world that we live in, but we just, we just choose not to. And, and take note of that. We choose not to. We choose not to be grateful, and we choose to be grateful. Amen? Yeah? Yeah. We do. We choose it. It's a choice. Okay. Okay, now I'm finally getting to scripture. Okay. Luke 17, starting in verse 11. It's going to be on the screen. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry about it. I mean, if you have a Bible, bring it. But if you don't, it's going to be on the screen for you all the time. Verse 11 says this, On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers. Lepers, they had leprosy. It, it's actually kind of a crazy disease, but we'll get to that in a second. He was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance they thought it was contagious, probably, and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. They were healed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. I'm going to read it real quick in the message translation just because I think it just illustrates a really cool perspective. Verse 11, it says, it happened that he, as he made his way toward Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance but raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, go Show yourselves to the priest. They went, and while still on their way, became clean. One of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. 
He couldn't thank him enough. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, were not ten healed? Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? Then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. Would you pray with me? Let's close our eyes, bow our heads. Jesus, God, I mean, I think it's appropriate, God, as we begin to talk about gratitude, God, just so how thankful we are, God, just for who you are, God, that you just... Your, your word says that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I go through a lot of things, and I change, and I have my ups and downs And God. So I'm just so thankful that, that you are the same all the time. God, I can come to you and get the same God no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I feel. And so, God, I just thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for what you did on the cross for me. God, I thank you, God, that you love me with all that you have, that God, you love every single person in this room with all that you have. And so, God, tonight we just... We're going to dive a little deeper, and we're going to just look at how we can choose to be grateful, God, in a world that tells us not to. God, may we take a deep breath, pause, and just notice you tonight. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Okay, so let's look at this story. There's 10 lepers, right? Everybody say 10 lepers. Awesome. The 10 lepers, they all needed something, wanted something, right? And I think you probably wouldn't understand it by just reading it, and I didn't either. Uh, but this is something that, like, lepers were just, uh, were just defined as, as these people, these outsiders. Because, I mean, leprosy was this thing that, that, that got you bumps all over, and it, it honestly just disabled you. I mean, it just made you, it made you numb. It made you all these different things that just disabled you, and you just, and you just became an outsider. You were disassociated with every other person, and so these 10 lepers, I mean, they, and I don't know, I mean, I, it doesn't say how long they were lepers, and how long they had this disease, or diseases, and so I can only imagine their desperation to just be healed, to be just done with this disease that has just been plaguing them and their lives, and all that they are a part of for however long, and uh, so they're desperate, they're in need of something, they want something and then they see Jesus. They, they've probably heard about Jesus from, from people around where they live. They've heard about Jesus. And then they see Jesus. And from a long way off, they, they yell and they say, Lord, Master. I mean, they recognize his authority. They recognize his place. And they say, have mercy on us. And then the lepers got something. They received healing. It said, as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were healed. But what I want to take note of tonight and what I want to focus on is that only one came back, right? Ten lepers were healed. Only one came back and gave thanks to the one who healed him. I mean, I mean it's, a, it's an incredible, incredible thought. I mean, all of them came back, and then only one of them turned around and said, I got I to gotta go say thank you to the person who did this for me. And I think there's a lot going on there in that story and I think, I think a lot of us, we, we carry around, a, I mean, for, for a figurative demonstration, I think we, we, we have leprosy sometimes. We walk around with this leprosy, this, this bitterness, this selfishness, this discontentment, and we allow it to disable us. We allow it to plague us. And, and, and I, I, I'm sick and tired of that. And I, I'm talking about me because I don't want to walk around like that. I want to walk around knowing who my God is and being grateful and having gratitude and walking in that. Amen? 
And so all 10 received something. But I think, I think the thing that we have to notice is that only one is going to keep reaping the fruit. Right? I mean, 10 received this healing, but because of the choice of one, he's going to continue to reap. Why? Because there was something going on in his heart that was different than all the rest. Right? All 10 got healed on the outside, but only, I think only one got healed on the inside. There was something going on inside him that said, I, I, can't, just, I can't just keep going like the, the other nine. I've got to turn back and say thank you. This one guy realized how dependent he was on Christ, right? The only way that he, that he is now, he, I mean, he's, he's been a leper for who knows how long, and then he's finally clean, he's cleansed, and he, and he has, he, he has this, this light bulb moment. I, I'm so dependent on this person. This person is the, is the reason that I am now healed, where, where the others, they didn't have that moment. They didn't experience that. They kept going. And, and, and I think there's, there's something to note about that, about a grateful heart. This guy had a grateful heart. And can I tell you, a grateful heart is a dependent heart. A grateful heart is a dependent heart on Jesus, realizing and recognizing that you are only, you are only given the things that you're given. You're only who you are because of Jesus. We are dependent, and this isn't like, this isn't like a dependency that, like, that we've, we've chosen to, like, to, like, give up to honor God, right? Like, we could be independent, like, in ourselves, we could do our own thing. No, we, we, we sometimes think like that, but this dependency, like, without Jesus, without him, I'm nothing, I have nothing. He is the only reason that I'm alive. He's the only reason that I can continue to walk in the things that I walk in. He's the only reason. He is it. Jesus is the only reason that, that I, can, I, can, I can be alive, right? Jesus died on the cross, rose on the third day so that I could be alive. I was blind, now I see, right? We sing that, I mean, that's a song that's been around forever. And, 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 and that is... That is what we ought to, to recognize, that Jesus, because of what he did, we can be grateful, right? We can be grateful for what he did. We can, we can be alive because of what Jesus did for us. This isn't a dependency in which we choose to give up. It's a dependency on, on God because without him, we're nothing. Without him, we can't do anything. John 15 talks about that. Apart from God, you can't do nothing. And what that means, because we can do a lot of things, right? People, people who don't love Jesus and aren't Christians, they have a lot of success. But man, it doesn't last. It doesn't last. It doesn't keep bearing fruit. But, but when we choose to recognize that it's all about Jesus, it's all about Jesus, it's not about me. I didn't get myself here. Right? And I think, I think a lot of times we overlook and we think, I got myself here. I got myself to this place. And that's just battling against this, this, this heart of gratitude. Because Jesus got you to where he got you. There's, there's no way that you could be standing in this room alive and, and full of joy and, and full of all these things that, that this abundant life that he wants to give you without Jesus. Jesus is the reason. We need to be dependent on him. 
uh, there's a lot of verses that talk about this. Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So even when you're, even, I mean, even Chase, how, how we talked, that, that we don't have, to, we don't have to, to fix ourselves before we come to Jesus. He died for us while we were still sinners. Come on, if you're grateful for something, I'm grateful for that. While we were dead in our sin, while we were stuck in it, while we were, while we were in the act, he died for you. He died for you. And man, that, that should make us grateful. Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 5, I don't have it on the screen, but it said, But God, being rich in mercy, rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, made us alive together with him. It is by grace that you have been saved. It is all because of Jesus that you are alive. And, our, and our, our grateful lives ought to, ought to live out of reflection of that. It ought to live out of that. Jesus died on the cross for me. I have a reason to be grateful. When everything looks like it's going the other way and everything looks like it's going bad and things suck and my job sucks and this sucks and whatever it is, I have a reason to be grateful. You always have a reason to be grateful because you have a God that loves you, that died for you. You have a reason to be grateful. Can I tell you that? If you walked in this room and you're just feeling heavy and things are hard and life is hard and family is hard, can I tell you, you have a reason to be grateful? That doesn't negate that things are hard. Can I tell you that? Because life's hard sometimes. Holy cow. Life is hard sometimes. But I have a reason to be grateful at all times because of Jesus. And I ought to live my life dependent on Jesus. Right? This, this dude, he, he realized that the only way, the only, the only, the only reason, the only, the only explanation for how I am, who I am right now, healed, not a leper anymore, not, not labeled as this, 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 this outsider, is because of Jesus, because of his power, because of his work through me and in me. And that's the same for us today. We can be grateful, but we have to realize that it is a, a grateful heart. It is a, is a dependent heart that we, we, ought to, we ought to recognize that we can't do anything on our own. We have to depend on Jesus. We have to. You will never go as far. You'll never be able to do the things fully that God's calling you to do if we're not dependent on him. One of my pastors says that if he calls you to it, he'll equip you for it, right? This, this idea that if he's going to call you to something, he's going to equip you to something. But, but a lot of times, he calls us to something, and then we try to go do it on our own. And, and it all goes back to this, this gratitude in us, this recognition that I couldn't have got here on my own. Or staring, in, staring into the face of something that's really hard and saying, I can't get through this on my own. That's a, that's a recognition of, of who God is, this, this gratitude of God, God did something for me, and I can live differently now because of it. What you have is not because of you, it's because someone thought of you. 
He thought of you in the darkest moment of his life when he was dying on a cross. He thought of you. And that gives us a reason to have gratitude in the, amidst any kind of circumstance, any kind of family scenario, any kind of broken relationship. We can be grateful. I want to talk about this thought. My gratitude is dictated by God's goodness. My gratitude is dictated by God's goodness. And what that implies is that my gratitude isn't dictated by my circumstance. My gratitude is not dictated by, by how people treat me. My gratitude is not dictated by the acceptance letters that I get. My gratitude isn't dictated by if I make it in this sport or not. My gratitude isn't dictated by, by, by the grade that I get in a class or the scholarships that I get or, or, or whatever it is. My gratitude isn't dictated on those things. Right? But the, but the other nine's gratitude was... Their gratitude was dictated because, oh, I'm so grateful that I got this thing, but then they didn't, they didn't, they didn't go thank the Lord. Their gratitude, their joy, their happiness in life was dictated by what was happening to them. Oh, man, something went good for me. Now I'm good, right? But for the other nine, when something bad comes their way again, where are they going to be? Right back where they were, stuck in this place of, of discontentment and bitterness and, and, and all these different things. Our gratitude is dictated by God's goodness. Our gratitude is dictated by God's character, that, that, he, never, that he never fails, that he always comes through for you. Our gratitude is dictated by God, not by anything that we could do or any, anything that anybody else could do to us or say to us or be to us, whatever. I don't care how people treat you or whatever it is. Your gratitude isn't dictated by that. Your gratitude is not dictated by any of those things. Your gratitude is dictated by God's goodness. And I think when we, when we get to that place, it's an indication that our priorities are in the right place. When our gratitude is dictated by God's goodness, I think it's an indication that our priorities are in line. Because if you look at this story, if you look, it says, it says in verse 15, it says, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, right? And so I think we can get to this place where we think, okay, he's, because he saw that he got healed, he turned back. But, I mean, do you think the other nine saw? I mean, it doesn't say they were blind. The other nine had to have seen, but they didn't turn back. So that means that the one who did get healed, the one that got healed and did turn back, his gratitude. Wait, wait, wait. I lost my train of thought. His gratitude, sorry. His gratitude wasn't based on that he saw that he was healed. His gratitude was based on, he, he was thankful in his heart. It wasn't based on the outside circumstance, it wasn't based on the outside situation. He was thankful in his heart, not because he saw that he was healed. All the other nine saw. And they didn't do anything. They didn't turn back. There wasn't a sense of a spirit of gratitude in their heart. 
Gratitude is an internal thing. And so that means that nothing on the outside can affect what's going on in here. Nothing on the outside, no matter what my situation looks like, no matter what happens to me, nothing can affect my ability to be grateful for what God has done in my life, for what's going on in my life. And we need to speak that out. That, that, I mean, we need to say what we're thankful for. It's a good habit. Just start saying it. I'm thankful for my parents. Doesn't feel like it today. But man, I'm thankful for my parents. Speak the truth into existence. Speak the truth. I am grateful for my parents. They frustrate the out of me sometimes. But I am grateful for my parents. I'm grateful for X. I'm grateful for all these things. And something happens when, when our voice speaks that out loud, our ears hear it, and it begins to tell our heart something. And when our, when it, when our heart catches it, okay, I, I'm grateful, not because things are always going well. I'm grateful because of what God did for me. And so when, when my ears hear it and my heart gets it, I can walk it out. I can walk out gratitude, and it unlocks the supernatural in your life. Can I tell you? When we're discontent, when we're bitter, when we're, when we're all about our gain and being selfish or whatever it is, that's not ground for God to bless you. And I know that can sound harsh, but gratitude unlocks this, this heart and this willing and this longing for the Lord to bless you. And, 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 and God's blessing isn't dictated on how you act. Don't hear, don't hear me the wrong way. Because he loves you no matter what. But when there's gratitude in our heart, it unlocks something. And God just wants to, to just pour out extra blessing on your life. And he wants to open doors that, that you couldn't open on your own. Gratitude unlocks that in your life. I, uh, in preparation for this message, it feels like, it feels like I have a lot of reasons not to be grateful. Is anybody with me sometimes? Just feels like a day or a week. No, just me. Okay, I'll just head home. Yeah. Wrap up. Just me. No, I know that, that. I know that that's the truth. Sometimes, that there's days, there's weeks, there's months, there's years where we just feel like nothing is going our way. This is hard. This is difficult. I don't have. I feel like I don't have any time to do anything that I want. I, I can't do anything for myself. My, 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 there's this huge drama thing going on uh, over social media. My friends are being mean to me. <laughs> Big meanies. <laughs> but in all of that, God's doing something in you. And I don't think gratitude reaches its full ex fullest extent until it goes through a, a hard journey, a hard couple days, a hard couple weeks. There's a refining process, I think, in gratitude. Learning how to be grateful amidst the crappiest of situations. I uh, attended a marriage conference 
this last weekend, yesterday, <laughs> uh, because I'm married, and my wife's sitting right there. Hi, baby. <laughs> and, uh, well, I'll make it a little story. I uh, had to be back for our LWY junior high, what, what, this morning, and so uh, it was in Seaside, two and a half hours away, and... Um, I just woke up at the butt crack of dawn, it felt like, and uh, had to get here because I had to be at 7.30. I don't know if you guys know your geography, but Seaside's about two and a half hours away. So I pulled out of my car at 4.58. I pulled out of the parking lot at 4.58 this morning. And I had to drive two and a half hours, and I dozed off. Can I tell you what? But um, it's really not safe. But <laughs> do as I don't, what is it? Don't do as I say. <laughs> um, yeah, do it, yeah. I don't know what it is, okay, you guys? Anyways, don't do what I did, okay? Anyways, I'm driving. I'm in a place where I don't usually drive. I'm on a, on a section of the freeway that's not really common to me. I just thought that from, what is it, like the middle of Tumwater all the way down, I thought it was just 70 miles an hour. Because uh, that's what I thought, because like, I only go to like Centralia, and then I stop, because Nike Outlet, right? And, uh, and, uh, and so it's like from, from, what is it, that Toyota, the new Toyota place, like all the way down, it's 70, right? So I just thought, yeah, a little bit after it, still 70. I don't know if you guys know what this is, but I have had a lot of these. <laughs> And uh, it is a ticket, a speeding ticket. I'm not telling you how much. Anyways, all this to say is that sometimes, and, and I'm not going to say how many tickets I've, I've had, but I've had a lot of tickets. And so, so this just felt like a cherry on top, man. It just felt like, feel, it feels like life is hard and then I get this. And I know it's, I know it's hilarious because speeding tickets, ha, ha, ha. But man, I, I just sat in my, I know this is going to take a drastic turn, I'm really sorry, but I sat in my car and I just, it, it felt like this, even though this is so small, it's so stupid. <laughs> it just felt like a representation of just, how I feel inside and how my life's going and, and things are just crazy and just another thing to not be grateful. <laughs> just another reason to not be grateful. Just another thing not going my way. So why be grateful? I gotta pay a bunch of money that I don't wanna pay for a speeding ticket I didn't know what the speed limit was. And it just felt like another reason to not be grateful. And I, and I was like, it, it was almost like I felt like it was God's fault. Like, God, why'd you give me a ticket? I really, I really did. I, I sat in my car and I was a little baby and I cried because I was just, because I, it was, it was not, it wasn't even about the ticket anymore. <laughs> it was about something that the Lord was doing in me. Just not wanting to be grateful. I have so much to be grateful for. But we take things like this. And, we, and I, I, for some reason, this is how God feels about me. 
and then we just choose not to be grateful. It just feels like, because we come to church and there's just all these different things. And it just feels like reasons not to be grateful. And somehow we put God in the middle of that. And we just choose not to be grateful. And we carry these things around. We carry these reasons not to be grateful over our heads and it affects the way that we live. We just carry around these, like, these umbrellas of just sadness. And we carry it around and my life is just this huge pity party. And I know this, I know this sounds like a, a stupid representation, stupid demonstration, but it's true. We walk around with all these things of, oh, my life, I just wish, I wish it was like this. I wish it was like that. Can I tell you, those words are the opposite of gratitude. I wish, I wish it was like this. Why, why does it feel like this all the time? Why do I have to carry this? It just feels like I, I have no other option but to carry this around. This is just the cards I've been dealt. But can I tell you, we don't got to live like this. We don't have to carry this around. Because, and can I, I don't, I don't know how to fully express this, but I don't want to negate the things that are going on in your life. But I do want to say that it, it is not our responsibility to carry those things over us because it just destroys us. When we could take them off and say, you know what, tickets are just a part of life and this is just... And, and we can choose to be grateful amidst all these things instead of just carrying them around. Because my gratitude, man, if you get one thing from tonight, please, our gratitude is not based on what happens to us. Our gratitude is based on how good our God is. Period. And can I tell you, it may not always feel like it, I'll give you that, but God is always good. So if God's always good, I always got a reason to be grateful. Can I have a, Livia, can you come up and play? We're going to wrap up here in just a couple minutes, but. I know we all have reasons. You have reasons to not be grateful. It feels like. There's all these reasons. And, and that's just an illustration of something that's maybe not going the way you thought. Or something that's just really difficult. Or, or a relationship that's really hard. Or parents who frustrate you. And there are these reasons that we just carry around as our justification to not be grateful. This is why I'm not grateful. I can't be grateful because of all these different reasons. But can I tell you, and may this be our challenge and our goal, because a grateful heart, when, we, when it gets a hold of in here to where no matter what I walk through, I'm grateful. I am grateful because of my God and who, who he is and what he's doing in me. It changes the way we view God. It changes the way we view others. Because can I tell you, when we have an ungrateful heart, I don't care what you say, I'm bitter at you. When we have an ungrateful heart, it doesn't matter what, what you say or what you do or the relationships, what they say or do or treat you, I, I'm, I'm gonna be bitter. I'm gonna act in selfishness because ungrateful just takes over your heart. 
but when we choose to be grateful, it allows us, it allows a joy. Who wants, who, who wants to have some joy? Really? Is it just four of you? Great. We'll respond, us four, we'll just get in a little circle. Who wants some joy? Right? Can I tell you, we, we, we walk around high schools and joy is like this, this treasure we got to dig like 5,000 miles deep in the ground to get. But can I tell you, with our God, it is, it is right there. But we have to choose to be grateful. But grateful produces joy. Grateful produces peace. Grateful produces all these things that we want to have. We want to have all these things. I want joy. I want to be joyful, but I can't. Our joy is not dictated by our reasons. Our joy is dictated by who our God is. And I know I'm saying this just 5,000 different ways, but it's the truth. Our gratitude is dictated by who God is. Man, how would that change our relationships? I'm grateful for you. And it doesn't matter how you treat me, what you say to me, because I'm not affected by the outside things. Because I know who my God is. And I can be joyful. I can be peace-filled. Because it's a, it's a heart attitude. It is a heart thing that we got to deal with. It's not, an out, not, it's not fix all my problems and that's how I get gratitude. It's I got to deal with my heart. And this isn't, I mean, the piano just kind of makes it a little sad, but this is not, a, this is not, this is not a, you can keep going though, you can keep going. It, so, it sounds good, it just kind of sounds, just like, hey, it's going to be okay. That's just what, it, just what it feels like. But this is a, this is, this is, this is hopeful. I, and I, I don't think we've really got it. I don't think I've really got it. No, this, this is it right here. No matter what happens to you, that's a, that's a big category. No matter what happens to you, that includes, that includes financial struggles, that includes death of family members, that includes, that includes all of it. No matter what happens to you, I can have a grateful heart. I can have joy. That's, who wants that? Who wants that perspective? Who wants that attitude? No matter how, no matter how, what they, uh, man, no matter what they say to me, no matter how they treat me, I can be grateful. I can have joy. Instead of walking around, carrying around reasons, I can have joy. Amen? Man, what would this world look like? What would our schools look like if we were just a bunch of joyful people, not a bunch of sad umbrellas walking around with reasons? What would you, I mean, it would drastically change everything. Our joy is not dictated by our outside circumstances. Our gratitude is not dictated by our outside circumstances. It is dictated by who our God is, and he is good, and he is faithful, and he will come through for you. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes.